Hello, I'm Laurie Seletnik, Editor-in-Chief of the AORN Journal, and I'd like to share a few highlights from the August 2018 issue. This month's Neurology Special Focus issue contains five regular feature articles and offers a total of 5.1 CEs to assist in meeting your certification needs. In the article, Patient Care During Minimally Invasive Lateral Spine Surgery, the author reminds us that perioperative nurses care for patients undergoing a wide range of surgical procedures. One fast-growing surgical specialty is spine surgery performed using minimally invasive techniques. Patients may be candidates for minimally invasive spine surgery based on their presenting signs and symptoms and medical imaging test results. Open anterior and posterior surgical approaches to spine surgery are how surgeons traditionally have performed these procedures. However, new technology has enabled a minimally invasive lateral approach to the spine. This approach minimizes many of the risks and challenges associated with both the anterior and posterior approaches. Minimally invasive lateral interbody fusion requires the perioperative nurse to have a thorough understanding of the necessary patient positioning, spinal anatomy, and OR suite setup to ensure a safe and successful surgical experience for the patient. In the article, Care of the Patient Undergoing a Neurosurgical Procedure in an Intraoperative Magnetic Resonance Imaging Suite, or MRI suite, the authors explain that the intraoperative nursing care of a patient undergoing a neurosurgical procedure in the MRI suite requires an elevated level of planning and implementation of the interventions for patient safety and the safety of the surgical team. Developing team guidelines, protocols, and competencies that take into account the specific safety and positioning requirements for an MRI scan, for example, identifying MRI safe zones, use of ferrous and non-ferrous instruments, and following MRI safety guidelines, is key to the success of these procedures. Personnel at two sites at the University of Utah Health in Salt Lake City have implemented a standardized intraoperative MRI program for a variety of neurosurgical procedures. In the article, Perioperative Care During Deep Brain Stimulation Surgery, the authors describe deep brain stimulation, or DBS, as a life-changing surgical treatment. More than 80,000 patients worldwide have been treated with DBS, primarily for Parkinson's disease and medically refractory tremor and dystonia. However, the use of DBS has recently expanded beyond traditional movement disorders to include the treatment of obsessive compulsive disorder, epilepsy, and other neurological and psychological diseases. Considering this expanded use of DBS, it is essential to understand the role that each member of the multidisciplinary healthcare team plays and how to avoid possible complications during this procedure. Proper patient selection, proper programming of the implant device, and precise anatomical placement of the electrode are key aspects of DBS treatment. It is also valuable to understand how the deep brain stimulator is implanted and functions. Accurate lead placement that leads to positive outcomes for patients relies on collaboration from an experienced perioperative team led by the neurosurgeon. In the article, Perioperative Care of the Patient with Acoustic Neuroma, the author outlines that acoustic neuromas, also known as vestibular schwannomas, are slow-growing benign tumors that develop on the eighth cranial nerve. Common signs and symptoms of acoustic neuromas include hearing loss and balance disturbances. A physical exam, a hearing evaluation, and diagnostic imaging assist in the diagnosis of an acoustic neuroma. Patients with a confirmed tumor have three treatment options, observation, stereotactic radiosurgery, and surgical removal.
Complications include cerebrospinal fluid leakage, damage to ancillary brain structures, facial nerve damage, and bleeding or vascular injury. This article focuses on the surgical treatment of an acoustic neuroma and the role of the perioperative nurse in the perioperative care of the patient. In the article Guideline Implementation, Team Communication, the author describes the perioperative environment as fast-paced and complex. Competing responsibilities, noise and distractions, and reluctance of team members to speak up when they're aware of a potential patient safety issue are all barriers to effective communication in the perioperative setting. Communication breakdowns among healthcare providers can lead to medical errors and patient harm. Accurate and complete communication about the patient and the patient's care can contribute to improved efficiency, better patient outcomes, and fewer adverse events. The new AORN guideline for team communication provides guidance on using standardized processes and tools to improve the quality of team communication. The key points address handovers between phases of perioperative care, a briefing to share the surgical plan, a timeout to verify the correct patient, procedure, site, and side, and a debriefing to discuss what was learned and how to improve. Perioperative RN should review the complete guideline for additional information and for guidance when writing and updating policies and procedures. The perioperative briefing section of the August issue includes a lead feature on the expanding role of mechanical thrombectomy for ischemic stroke treatment, a guideline first look on guideline for sterilization, procedure at a glance on total gastrectomy with Roux-en-Y anastomosis, and in focus on avoiding surgical site infections guidelines and collaboration. We hope you enjoy reading and learning from this month's articles in the AORN Journal. Please continue to share with us how you're translating research into your practice and implementing innovative practices. Contact us if you're interested in writing or peer reviewing for the AORN Journal.